We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. IB Nation Sports Talk is off and rolling along with Jesse Styers, Sean Styers. Hope you're having a good night. It is Tuesday. We've got Notre Dame spring football starting up tomorrow. Are, are you ready, Jesse, for, for spring football to begin? It seems like the season just ended, which is always what's fun about spring football is it comes back just as quickly. And I think that's the thing I remember the most when I played is just how quickly it comes back. You feel like you're not even off for a day or two, and then you're getting back into the swing of things. Boom, there it is, middle of March, almost the end of March at this point. Well, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right to our special guest tonight. He's been through a few uh, spring practices of his own, former Notre Dame cornerback, Tariq Bracey. How you doing, Tariq? I'm good. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. Do, do you miss, do, you know, it's like you've been training. Do you Do you miss the fact that the team is out there, and and uh, they're getting ready for spring practice right now. Yeah, you know, I I do miss it a lot. You know, especially you know being around the guys and going through that struggle together with you know, Coach Bayless, and then getting ready, you know, showcase your talent going through spring and all that stuff. So yeah, I miss it, but you know, I'm excited for the next steps ahead. I bet, and we're going to talk about that. Tariq's going to be at Notre Dame's pro day here in town, of course, on campus. Later this week, I'm going to start you though with like, um, I'm, I'm going to hit you with a hard hitting question to start off because you know, Notre Dame just announced they're going to wear their green jerseys in the Ohio State game this, mm-hmm. this upcoming season. So, you know, you got to wear those greens once last year. Do you wish you could have worn the greens more in your career at Notre Dame? Well, so, um, this is my, my second time wearing the green, so freshman year against Florida State. In 2018, we actually right. wore green jerseys. And then just as last year, playing against Cali, wearing a green jersey. So I had to wear it twice, but, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite jerseys. If what? you can remember it from your freshman year, then it's got to be something that you uh, look forward to. <laughs> yeah, you know, always switch it up. You know, it's, it's fun, you know, just instead of blue and white. What, what do you think of the specific – green jerseys they're wearing right now they got the green with the blue numbers on them this is you know this is always one of those you know little little debates people people critique you know the the look of the uniforms and all that kind of stuff do you like like the 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 blue on green or if Tariq Bracey could design his own green jerseys what would they look like 
um, I think I might put the gold, green with the gold, and then have it with the helmets. I think that'd be, look cool. But I think the blue, the blue will look all right. All right. So you're yeah. you're 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 not bad with the green then. Okay, I could live yeah. with that. So, like I said, pro day is Friday. You're going to be there. And what's what's maybe the biggest thing that you're looking to show when you get to pro day this week here at Notre Dame? Um. I was, you know, show that I'm fast, you know, run a fast 40, that I have athleticism, jump high, you know, um, being able to move laterally, especially in my position, playing nickel, you know, being in the slot, you really have to, you know, combat the two-way go that the slot receivers have. So really showing that and also show that I'm strong and that I can, you know, fit in the run game. So the bench is, you know, something I've been working on a lot. But, yeah, I'm excited for um, Friday, you know, just showcase my talent and have fun. That's not at the end of the day. Just go out there and compete. So is there like, you know, we were just talking before we started things off. You've been out there training in California and you're actually in your hotel room in California right now. What's what's maybe a training day look like for you when you're out there with uh, with Cal Strength out there in California? So in the morning, you know, wake up, um, usually get some breakfast. There's a there's like a little club that's partnered with Cal Strength where a lot of the athletes go, get their meals, and then, you know, we'll stretch a little bit and then go out to the field, do a little warm-ups, and then we start practicing, you know, the 40 times or doing going through the L cone and shuttle. Then after that, probably about an hour or so, um, we go back to Cal Strength, have some lunch, you know, just chill for a little bit, and then we get into a lift. And then after that, try to get on the field, you know, do some DB work, and then um, obviously get some recovery in, whether that's hot tub, sauna, cold tub. So any little recovery thing. And then also at the um, club in Los Gatos, there's yoga classes and Zen classes where we get to, you know, stretch the body and okay. stay nimble and loose. So, yeah. Is there a favorite pro day drill that you have or one that you just feel like you're going to crush or the one that, you know, the one that you have the most confidence in overall? Um, I would say on um, the vertical. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm jumping pretty high and I know, you know, once I get in the um, pro day, that adrenaline is going to be rushing. And <laughs> I think that might be um, one of my best, uh, best workouts that I test in. So okay. I'm excited to see that. Are you, are you, are you excited for pro day? Are you nervous for pro day? Like what, what are your thoughts right now with, with a couple of days to go? Um, yeah, both. You said, you know, excited, nervous. I'm anxious. You know, I've been training and working hard this whole time. And now it's finally here. You know, a goal of mine, a dream of mine that I've had since I was little. So, you know, when it's right in front of your face, you get all the emotions. But really try, you know, just to stay in the moment and, you know, wait till Friday comes and then just have fun and play, you know, play loose and let let everything happen. It's a perfect opportunity uh, for you to seize the opportunity, you know, to really showcase a lot of your talents that maybe people have overlooked, uh, you know, throughout the season. Well, I mean, I'm not really worried about, you know, other people at the time. I was worried about, you know, my teammates and my coaches, you know, them believing in me. And, you know, as I've been on the field, you know, they obviously believed in my talents and, you know, that was what I really wanted to do. I mean, everybody's going to have opinion on the outside looking in. So, I mean, I can't really worry about that too much. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, you talked about the vertical. Is there, like, when you look at the 40, you talked about trying to be fast, obviously. And, and like, no matter what, the 40 is what everyone's talking about. Is is there a particular time that you're shooting for when you get out there to run the 40? Um, honestly, you know, somewhere low four fours. That's where I'm shooting for. And that I really think that I can achieve that. So, around there, I mean, 4-3 would be good. But. You know, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, anyone's going to take a four three, right? Of course, <laughs> moving. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm shooting for a low four fours. What do you think of these uh, these these big D linemen these days? You know, running kind of four fives, four fours at the <laughs> on the forty now. It just seems a little too crazy for guys that big to be moving that quick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, some of these guys are just just naturally gifted you know you can't teach that you can you can't teach speed you can do all the drills you want but at the end of the day there's some people have different gears you know so yeah it's crazy we're going to take some more listener questions here in a little bit but uh domer grizz one of our subscribers sent one in to me for you earlier today and i wanted to be sure and get it in so i don't forget it what was the biggest factor or influence in you taking your game to such a high level your last couple of years at notre dame um, I really think just being self-reflective myself, you know, being critical on, you know, what do I need to work on, you know, what have I struggled in the past and, you know, how can I take that next step, take the next level of becoming a, you know, a defensive back. Cause I mean, out of high school, I played a whole bunch of positions. I played receiver, running back, and I didn't really hone in on, you know, becoming defensive back in my craft, you know, going through school, you know, at Notre Dame, I was really able to you know, dive into the film and work on my technique over and over. And I think, you know, all those factors, you know, played in on me having success on the field. What do you think the, the you know, the most difficult thing or the, because you said you talked to, or sorry, you talked about how you played multiple positions and then finally you kind of, you know, found that position that you were going to play on a consistent basis. 
what was the hardest thing about, you know, becoming a corner, uh, in your opinion? Really just, um, really the technique part of it and, you know, recognizing routes pre-snap. Okay. I think that was the hardest part, you know, because, like I said, that transition from high school to college, it was, you know, it was faster, um, different complex routes that I had to recognize, and it was more of a mental game where I had to learn, you know, playing at that position rather than just reaction. Of course, you know, that's part of playing corner. You know, you have to be have good instincts and react on, you know, the routes or to the ball, but having that mental side of the game too is, you know, is big, and you got you to gotta have that, especially, you know, when it's uh, good on good talent. You know, you got to have another edge against receivers. So I think really diving in the playbook, especially in my last year, was something that helped me excel and take a next step. How much did a guy like Mike Mickens, when he came in and, and working with him as your position coach, how – how how important was he your last couple of years here? Uh, you know, very important. Like, so, it, you know, it was new coaching change, you know, it's hard just to, auto, you know, automatically buy in to um, what he's teaching. And, you know, but just being being a coachable and, you know, learning his side of the um, how to coach and how to attack the ball and, you know, what routes to look for, you know, that's really been right. helpful. And, you know, that's just another mentor for me, you know, moving on. I can always call him and, you know, just ask him questions about the game. And he has no problem, you know, helping me out. So, yeah, I, it was great having Mike Mickens, you know. Tariq, a question I have for you kind of talking about, you know, mentors or people people that you can learn, you know, something from uh, when it comes to your craft. You know, when a lot of younger guys burst onto the scene, you know, for instance, Benjamin Morris, it can be kind of challenging when they play the same position. Was there anything that you picked up from his game that allowed your game to excel um, at, at any point this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Ben, he he's very he's instinctive. You know, he he knows he can get his head around and he's able to pick a lot of balls off. And, you know, just we we're roommates, you know, throughout fall camp and and throughout the season. So we. We just talk and go through, you know, game film and get each other's perspective on, you know, oh, what are they doing here? You know, what to look for here. But, yeah, so, I mean, really just the verbal communication was able to help my game and help his game as well. You know, you started out, you, you talked about coming in and not really having played cornerback that much coming in to college. But when, when you got here, you were more an outside corner and then obviously you know as your career progressed you were in the nickel covering the slot and and all that stuff so what's what's maybe the biggest difference making that move inside and and that, that really allowed you to excel playing in that position in the nickel uh I think I was just eager to learn learn how to play nickel and you know the team asked me you know to move into nickel and I was you know more than willing to and uh I think just the difference from playing outside and inside is you got to have a lot of zone responsibilities inside at the nickel spot. And you also have to um, stop the run as well. So, I mean, that's really the biggest difference, but I think just my willingness to learn was um, I was able to transition pretty smoothly. Do you think your physicality might be a little bit underrated? 
Yes, I think so. I mean, <laughs> that was going to lead me into my next question. You were sorry. exceptional. Sorry, I sorry I stole it from you, but Jesse, you could you could add whatever you want in there. Yeah, so you were an exceptional open field tackler. Is that something that you more so took pride in? Something that you and you know that turned to be fun, or you know, like I guess overall, what was your mindset on being such a good tackler? Because it, again, it was something that you were exceptional at doing. Yeah, I think as um just one of my strengths that. I have in the toolbox, but yeah, I take pride, you know, in making open field tackles and not, you know, missing tackles because missed tackles turn to explosives, you know, and that's just how I was wired to play defense. And yeah, I take a lot of pride in open field tackles and being able to bring a ball carrier down. You know, something maybe that is is underplayed a little bit, I, I think, is you guys had three defensive coordinators in, in three years. You went from Clark Lee to Marcus Freeman, to Al Golden in, in three straight years. How challenging is that when, when you've got a new defensive coordinator every year? Uh, yeah, it's tough, you know, because each um, coordinator has their different philosophy on how to play defense. And, you know, you want to you get together ju- to mesh the defense and, you know, get things clicking. And then, you know, after a year, then, oh, we got to bring a whole new defensive coordinator whole new style of how to play defense and it's just you know a whole new playbook to learn and then you kind of have to start from scratch and it was tough but doesn't um being in the film room and you know getting that extra time to learn the playbook is that's what was helpful would you say that there were like any major schematic changes across the three or is it more so kind of perspective or mindset of you know how the defense was going to accomplish what they were going to accomplish um I would say a little bit of both. I mean, okay. obviously there's, I mean, some different schemes and philosophies, but um, I feel like, you know, defense, at the end of the day, you still have your man, you still have cover two, cover four. There's all, there's all you know, the same coverages, but there's different variations. But yeah, I think it's more just the philosophy and how they wanted to attack an offense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've seen a couple of these questions kind of pop up in the chat from from our viewers tonight, and this is kind of a topic that comes up from time to time. Al Golden's defense, one of the biggest questions, is it is it more complex than like say Clark Lee or Marcus Freeman's defense? You know, you you played in it obviously for a year. Are there more complexities to it than than the, the than the previous two defenses? Um. A little bit, yes. There's um, a little bit difference, but honestly, I didn't. I thought it was complex, but I didn't think it was overbearing. Okay, it was just more about you know knowing what your assignment is at that play, and the good thing about it was when he explained the defense, he always had a rhyme and reason for why he's calling it. So, which made things a lot more easier for myself and I'm sure my other teammates. So, yeah, you know you. He ran a great defense, and, I mean, we, we played well as a defense. Let me ask you this. Marcus Freeman, the head coach, compared to Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, how would you compare those those two, going from defensive coordinator to head coach from one year to the next? Uh, I think everybody, you know, the whole team was able to hear from what the defense was hearing that, you know, a year ago. He's he's the same guy. He's passionate about um, the players and 
you know, he wants to win. He's competitive too, you know, and we feed off that energy and he's, he's just the same guy, honestly. I mean, he just more has more of a platform since now he's the head coach. Did you see growth in Marcus Freeman, you know, from game one to the last game of the season in terms of, you know, the evolution of being a head coach, considering this was his very first year kind of at the realms and you've been around, you know, other head coaches before. Did you see a kind of an evolution and I quote unquote his game, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, I think he just got better as each game went on, but thing I liked about him, you know, he's a natural leader, you know, he, he can string a group of guys together and go out and aim for a goal. So I think, yes, of course, he's, he got better as the year goes on, just like, you know, the rest of the team did, but I really appreciated his, his leadership. Even when things weren't going as how he wanted, he still was able to bring the guys back and, you know, and say, Hey, we can still finish the season off strong. You know, we can get, make a bowl game and let's win this bowl game and then propel, you know, for the years leading on. So I'm excited for, you know, his future as Indy's head coach. I was just going to start some listener questions, but then you talked about the bowl game. And let me ask you this, because this is another topic that that kind of pops up, that gets debated, you know, whether it's fans or media or whatever. The importance to the team of bowl games that aren't a college football playoff game. Like how how important is that to you guys? Obviously, you missed the USC game and then you came back and you played in the Gator Bowl. You didn't have to. So how, how important are those games, do you think? I think it's, you know, really important. It's just kind of shows what it, the identity of a team, you know, is a team going to finish strong and end the season off the right way? And, or, you know, you're just going to call it off as, okay, next season. I mean, um, I was always taught, you know, when you start something, you finish it. And that's why I decided play in the last you know the last game I finished my season off I finished my career off ups and downs at the end of the day I'm going to finish the right way and then just let that be it before we get to some of these listener questions I wanted to sneak in one one last kind of question I had sure. what was more satisfying for you making you know a big open field tackle you know coming off a blitz and, and you know sacking the quarterback kind of clean or coming away with a big interception all big time, you know, game changing plays all have to be very satisfying. I just want to know, in Tariq's opinion, which one was the best? Uh, honestly, I think getting that sack was, I think that was the best part of it because um, that whole game, I was, I would um, act like I'm blitzing, and then pop off into like a zone or man, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, doing that throughout the game. And then I kind of, you know, I sat there acting like I was blitzing. Well, I was blitzing, but he thought I would, you know, come back out or pop out into zone. And then it just opened up for me right there. And and I was just being able to use that pregame, you know, mental keys. And it actually worked out for me. So that was that was really satisfying. All right. Has to be. Is there a favorite blitz that you had, you know, coming off like specific one that you knew was going to get you pretty clean every time? Yeah, um, I would, I would act like I'm going set the edge, uh, edge blitz, and then fold underneath the end, and 
the tackle and usually never sees <laughs> that's me, they're so. like a nice little shield for you you just got to duck underneath it yeah and you got a big lay hey what's what's i think what's uh un, not spoken about is sometimes those quarterbacks are a little bit bigger and stockier than what you realize until you hit them like they're yeah. more of like a you know some tall kind of stout guys and they sometimes when you hit them you don't realize you know kind of how how big they are yeah you really gotta put your shoulder in it <laughs> you drive your feet <laughs> yeah, there's some big boys out there <laughs> well let's let's go to some of these questions that we got stacked up here starting with billy's he wants to know who's faster Tariq or your twin brother Tyreek. uh <laughs> <laughs> uh um i think i'm faster right now I okay it wasn't always like that you know it's always neck and neck we didn't we don't know who is gonna win the race but i think at right this point i think i i got him by a few steps <laughs> when's the last time you you ran a foot race with him uh ooh, been a while i would say um before i left for college that's probably okay the last time. so it's been a while then okay yeah, it's, been, it's been a while okay now we've got another question about your cousin tishon lyons and um our old friend salty virginia peanuts wanted you to discuss his recruitment did you two guys hang out during his visits, any advice that you had for him before he headed to Washington? Um, yeah, so when he came down, I believe it was the um, week of Cal. Um, after the game, um, he had um, Coach Stuckey as, um, you know, the receiver coach. He came down. Mm -hmm. We all went out, went to Roof Chris. I seen his his dad and, you know, his wife that, you know, I'm close with because we we're all in Milpitas, you know, in the same area. So it was good to see them. And um, I didn't know he was headed to Washington till he committed. Oh, really? But, yeah. If he's listening to this, um, <laughs> my advice for him down at Washington, you know, just be stay focused, you know, learn how to um, balance your time with school and, and workouts and football and whatnot. And, um, just to yeah, keep your head on straight, and you know when adversity hits, I would don't don't just um, lay down, you know, just sure. keep working at it. I like that. All right, we are not Marshall. Have you reached out to Julian Love or Kyle Hamilton? You could probably just like anybody else for that matter for for any interview prep advice with NFL teams and that kind of stuff. I have not yet, but that is a great idea. So uh, <laughs> after Pro Day, I will Coming give up. a shout out. Yeah, talk to him. <laughs> All right, we have a comment from Billy. He said that you were the most underrated Notre Dame player last year. Should be getting way more shine for his performance last year. Nickel super thin position in the NFL. I'd agree with that. Well, especially it, it, in today's NFL game, you know, a lot of these guys that are in the slot are – the, the, the slot is being utilized more. And so the having someone who can guard the slot, I think, is is going to become overwhelmingly, you know, increased or needed within the, you know, which is how the NFL is is being played today, I would right. say. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just want to, you know, show that I'm that I'm versatile, that I can play outside and inside. Yeah. I mean, if NFL teams want me to play slot corner, I have no problem with that, you know. So that's what's great about working into the nickel, you know, in these these last couple parts of your career is now you have that in your toolbox. You're able to play both of those. And I think that also gives you some, you know, leverage 
in terms of the any anyone in the NFL is because you can do both. You can corner inside or sorry, cover inside and out and, and know, knowing the nuances and techniques at each position. Right, right. Kind of along those lines, Iris Shytown asked, uh, Tariq, as a real student of the game, what formations do you believe really maximize your abilities? The formations as in just like defensive formations? I uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, honestly, I believe that playing nickel is my strongest between outside and corner. So, I mean, any defense that, you know, needs a nickel, I think I can really flourish in that defense, being able to play in the slot and um, have that strength of um, stopping the run and and just being able to um, play in, the, you know, zone coverage. And, yeah, I think nickel probably my best position on the um, in the defensive side, secondary. Here's an interesting question, kind of a, a, a change of topic from Tommy Guns. How did the last time running out of the tunnel in high school compare to the first time you ran out of the tunnel at Notre Dame? Uh, we didn't have a tunnel in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was thinking about that question. You know, it's like most people have to build like, you know, like with balloons or, you know, like something else, you know, like they have to kind of, the cheerleaders, they have to build a tunnel, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess, I mean, last time. But you ran on the field anyway. <laughs> yeah, last time, um, I guess in high school, it was the, the state game. So it was just more like, let's, you know, end the season out with a bang, you know, let's win state and. And then uh, at least for myself, I was thinking, okay, time to move to the next chapter at ND. And now for the first time running out the stadium, I was a little, I was starstruck, you know, is playing against Michigan 2018, um, packed arena. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was hot uh, that day very, too. It rained very in the morning and then it got <laughs> yeah. real kind of muggy and hot towards kickoff time. Yeah. And, you know, it was loud. It was my first time. <laughs> and I was actually, um, I was playing, uh, Vicer, I was a Vicer outside for the punt return team. So just being out there and I got the taste of the speed of the game. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the gunners are running 100 miles per hour. And I'm like, oh, snap, Like I got to get on my horse. <laughs> but after that, you know, it started to slow down a bit for me. What what was that like to, you know, to, to start things off that early? Like Like your first game and it's Michigan and you win a huge game like that right off the bat. Yeah, I was like, like this is what you know, ND's all about. This is, you know, this is prime time game. Everybody's watching, and I'm just, it's, it was an amazing experience, you know, just for my first game ever. We played Michigan, and we were able to get a win. That was, that was a great experience. Father David wants to know about Notre Dame's ability to form a young man as a football player. But you know, how, but but also, how did it help form you as a man and a leader? How did Notre Dame help form you as a man and a leader? Um, I think you know, Indy taught me a lot, you know, about responsibilities and um, being accountable for your actions, whether you know, good and bad. And I think that it it you know puts you through a lot of adversity, especially with Coach Bayless in the weight room. You know, he's gonna break you down, and he's gonna. He's gonna, your character is going to get revealed. And uh, I think that, yeah, it's, it was very helpful. You know, I was really able to grow from, you know, my ups and downs at Notre Dame. And, you know, as a leader, I guess I'm not much of a vocal leader myself, but 
you know, just by a leader example, just I was able to, you know, show the young guys, you know, this is how you work, you know, this is how you um, get in the film room. And, you know, and I would talk to people like on, on the side, I wasn't, you know, the captain and, you know, speaking vocally to the whole team, but sure. I'll get a lot, you know, a lot of my, uh, the defensive back room, you know, I talked to me and um, Cam Hart, we were able to, you know, go down the list of young guys and just, you know, kind of like tell them that, hey, this is how we do things here. And, you know, you're here because we need you on board, you know, to help us, to help us win. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tariq, is there one highlight from your career at Notre Dame that really stands out to you? Or one or two even? Um... Highlight. I mean, so, I mean, the sack from Clemson, that's going to be a highlight. Yeah. That's going to be a highlight for me. Um, I wouldn't say uh, not a highlight, but my um, the game against Pitt my freshman year, kind of just thrown in the fire. And, you know, I, was, I played relatively well and was able to help the team win. Um, interception against Virginia Tech was a big right. one um, right after halftime. Changed the momentum of the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a few other ones, but those, I just, <laughs> they're all good ones. Top of my head. Yeah. They're all good. Ones. Do you have the yeah. most uh, memorable game that you played in? Or like, yeah, I guess like the game that you might remember the most or was the most fun or just like the most, just like just overall fun football game you played in and, you know, both sides were amped up, stakes were high and it was just a good overall game. Um, honestly, first game of the season this year, you know, Ohio State going into Columbus, um, you know, two very good football teams going at it. And we felt, you know, we felt short, but I just felt like the whole team competed. And I obviously looking back, you can say, oh, we could have done this. We couldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, it was, you know, it was a tough fought battle. And I don't think people thought we were going to come in and, you know, play the way we did. That was a very physical game just on both sides of the ball. It felt yeah. like the entire game. Yeah, it was it was physical, you know, and we we were stressing about that the whole you know the whole time in prep. Like we're gonna be physical with these guys, you know. They like they got receivers. They you know they're gonna throw the receivers out. They can run the ball well. There's, you know, it's a high powered offense, and we're like, okay, well, you know, we got to see it. Let's show it to us, you know. So, yeah. Got another listener question. They want to know if there was a time where the game felt like it was in super slow motion and you were just in the zone in terms of coverage and tackling and that kind of thing. Yeah. It was, I mean, there's a few games, like, like I said, um, the pick against um, Virginia tech, uh, that felt very slow motion, you know, just, I was reading the low hip of the receiver and, you know, everything just, it just happened in slow motion. I turned the balls right there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's times at different games where it just kind of like feels slow motion, and it's just like I don't hear the the crowd. I, 
just hear my teammates and it's just the 22 people on the field. The coaches are all blurred out, you know, just locked in into what I'm doing. So there's moments, you know, in the game where it does feel slow motion. Yeah. Would you say that your preparation is the thing that leads the most to the kind of that, those slow motion feelings, just knowing, you know, your cues, knowing, you know, the schemes all week and formational cues of, you know, oh, based on this formation or a guy maybe lining a, a yard inside compared to a yard outside, just, you know, th those things, just knowing, you know, what's, what's likely going to come based off of those little things that you've been studying all week. Yeah, that helps uh, tremendously, you know, because, splits especially in the slot you know they tell a story and especially you know the quick jet screens or quick flare screens that they throw out there you know I was I was able to notice the formations that they're in and I you see some on film sometimes I was able to jump jump the play and you know tackle them for a loss or for no yards in the game so, That's what it felt like the entire Clemson game when they kept trying to, you know, f go, f you know, kind of fight to that outside. Is it's just you guys were there every time, waiting yeah. for it, and you know, bringing that kind of physicality. Yeah, I think um, the film room that helps you um, not think about that and second guess yourself, and you can just play fast and right. suffocate space <laughs> from the receivers. You know, so <laughs> they only have so much. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I've never heard it put that way, but that's a good way to put it. Suffocate space. I like yeah. that. Uh, Town wants to know that after your Hall of Fame career is over, have you thought about coaching? Well, Chi-Town, I appreciate um, the Hall of Fame career. I will, will strive <laughs> for that for sure. Um, but I don't know. If I, I haven't really thought about coaching. I mean – I, I would imagine I would. where you are right now, your whole focus is 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 just on gearing up and and getting ready to play some more. Yeah, that's that's the main focus. But I have, I mean, on the side, thought about, hey, maybe I can be a solid coach. You know, either um, a position coach. I'm not sure if I'm a head coach. You know, but <laughs> I can definitely um, put my input in the coaching staff. So <laughs> there you go. Well, Jason wanted to uh throw he wanted to throw this comment to you that uh he said he you made him feel like a fool forever doubting him and you made huge strides coming out becoming one of the most dependable defensive backs and he's not going to doubt you again looking forward to your nfl journey so maybe that's maybe that's a, a a good one to end on jess unless you've got anything more for Tariq. no i think uh i think i all the burning questions i was able to let free <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right well Tariq again he's going to be at, at Notre Dame's pro day later this week it's going to be Friday him and uh, a handful of some other guys and uh, looking forward to to having you back in town uh, uh you know I know it's raining out there in California don't look for too much better weather coming back to uh, South yeah you I'm not a, here so I'm not expecting too much weather I'm <laughs> I'm just happy we got it indoor so we don't have to you know battle the the weather trying to no more trekking to you know early spring practice out in the, the south that's right cold Oof, yeah <laughs> that's right i don't miss that i'll tell you what we'll be out there tomorrow for you watching some of that first practice tomorrow I we'll see appreciate how it sean appreciate Bundled. jesse yeah definitely appreciate you Tariq. we appreciate you doing this and best of luck to you man hope uh, we'll uh we'll be watching and, and i'll be looking go. for that vertical don't worry that's that right <laughs> all right take all care right. Tariq. thanks a lot you too. Thanks, guys. Okay.
Tariq Bracy, great stuff from him. A lot of great stuff from uh, from Tariq there. Yeah, it was awesome to be able to just you know talk about just the things, the the little things that we see, and just you know asking you know was that was that with with intent or do those things you know or is that pre planned preparation or is that you know just acting in the moment, just seeing things and then being able to hear him account for you know how he perceived it in lifetime was just really cool. Yes, absolutely. Well, appreciate him coming on tonight. Uh, again, a, a lot of great stuff from him and um, pro day. It's, it's hard to believe that pro day is coming up and the NFL draft is just a little bit more than a month away at this point. It's not, it's not that far away now. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.